Hello, are you getting ready for the PMP exam? If you are, you've probably heard from people, PMP mindset, winning mindset, the mindset of a PMP champion or a project manager who is ready to ace the exam. So what exactly are they talking about? Well, they're talking about the PMP exam mindset for winning encapsulated in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition principles. Now, this document is freely available. Just go on down to tinyurl.com forward slash PMBOK principles. Let's jump into it. I'm going to show you what exactly this mindset is about. Right here on the screen, you can see the very first principle is about stewardship. Stewards act responsibly. If you are a steward, you're going to act responsibly to be trustworthy, to comply with rules, regulations, and laws, and to treat the resources entrusted to you with care. In fact, the word fiduciary is used so that you are aware that you are a custodian of resources, humans, equipment, materials, supplies, facilities. It says here, as you can see on the screen, a holistic view of stewardship considers financial, social, technical, and sustainable environment awareness. Let's move to the second one. The second one is team. So the winning mindset for the PMP exam needs to be team-oriented. You've got to give the team the environment and support they need. You've got to trust them to get the job done. You've got to build the team. You've got to keep the team together. It says here, project teams are made up of individuals who wield diverse skills, knowledge, and experience. Project teams that work collaboratively can accomplish a shared objective more effectively and efficiently than individuals working on their own. So we throw out our own agenda, whether we are scrum master, whether we are project manager, and our mindset needs to be one of the team first. It says, projects are delivered by project teams. Project teams work within organizational and professional cultures and guidelines, often establishing their own local culture. So in this aspect, you need to be thinking about team charter or team contract or team agreement social contract or ground rules group norms those should be words that you're familiar with and the concept of collaboration in the team needs to be in the forefront it says a collaborative project team environment facilitates alignment with other organizational cultures and guidelines individual and team learning and development and optimal contributions to deliver desired outcomes. Let's go to number three. Number three here, you can see, is stakeholders. In the same token, we want to collaborate with our stakeholders. It says, engage stakeholders proactively and to the degree needed to contribute to project success and customer satisfaction. So what are we saying here? We're trying to get the student to understand that stakeholders have a huge determination in your success. First of all, the project is for them. Secondly, they could contribute to risks. They're the people who tell you about scope and requirements. And lastly, the success of the project is in the eye of the stakeholder. So if your stakeholder says your project is a failure, believe it. It's their opinion that counts. But if your stakeholder says, hey, your project is a success, then it really is a success. It says stakeholder engagement proactively advances value delivery. Let's go to the next one. The next one here is all about value. What does it say in the Agile Manifesto? It tells you to deliver 
the value frequently. So you're delivering working product, but that's value because from the working product, you're going to get benefits, you're going to get value. So here it says, continually evaluate and adjust project alignment to business objectives and intended benefits and value. So the new normal for project managers is understanding the value that the stakeholder is going to get from the project, be it a service, a result, a product. Value is the key word. When you deliver value, you have a better chance of getting to the desired outcome. If you're not delivering value, you're not getting to that outcome. Value is known in the world of PMI PMBOK 6 as the net quantifiable benefits that a user derives from a product, service, or result. So we need to be obsessed with value. If it's not valuable, don't do it. It says, value is the ultimate indicator of project success. It sounds familiar, right? Do you remember what the Agile Manifesto says? It says, working product is a primary measure of progress. So here's the kicker. Whether you are in the world of Agile or in the world of predictive, if you're not delivering a working product that gives benefits and value, then your project is not a success. Value, which is the net benefit, and that value is going to arrive at destination outcome, which is where the customer wants to go. In this next section, we're going to talk about value. What exactly is value? Value is known as the net quantifiable benefits that a customer, a stakeholder, realizes from a product, service, or result. So right here in this one, this principle states continually evaluate and adjust project alignment to business objectives and intended benefits and value. Value is the ultimate indicator of project success. Value can be realized throughout the project, at the end of the project, or after the project is complete. Value and the benefits that contribute to value can be defined in quantitative and or qualitative terms. So you need to be very comfortable with the concept of value. For example, you create a software application. You use the application. The application helps you do things more efficiently. That is a benefit. An example could be AI. ChatGPT now helps you in your everyday administrative tasks. That's benefit. And the ultimate collection of all those benefits from GPT is the value. It helps me with my scheduling. It helps me with my cost. It helps me with my scope. Helps me with my procurement. All of that is going to net, and that's your value, the net quantifiable benefit that you derive from a product, service, or result. Now, the ultimate outcome could be, ChatGPT helps me with all of these variables, but it boils down to a better project management outcome or report, or reliability or predictability. That's the outcome. So you've got a product, ChatGPT, You've got value from all the different areas of knowledge, but ultimately you want an outcome which is higher levels of success, higher levels of reliability, 
and so on. Here in the final piece, it says project teams evaluate progress and adapt to maximize the expected value. Let's move on to our next one. The next one we're going to talk about here is systems thinking. And a systems thinker is one who sees the aggregate of many pieces that might be minute, but the systems thinker sees how everything integrates. So it says, recognize, evaluate, and respond to the dynamic circumstances within and surrounding the project in a holistic way to positively affect project performance. So when you look at a project, what is a project? Your project is a system of interconnected pieces. It says systems thinking entails taking a holistic view of how project parts interact with each other and with external systems. It says systems are constantly changing, requiring constant attention to the internal and external conditions. So your project is not isolated from the company. It's not isolated from the program or the portfolio. So there are systems at play of internal forces and external forces. There's a marketplace impacting the firm and ultimately impacting your project. And that's why certain projects are strapped and other projects are prioritized because of those system interactions within or external. It says here, systems are constantly changing, requiring consistent attention to the internal and external conditions. Being responsive to system interactions allows project teams to leverage positive outcomes. So the key thing is to recognize when these interactions and how these interactions are taking place. Let's move to the next one. The next one here is leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership, says John C. Maxwell, America's leadership guru. But what exactly is leadership? Yes, everything rises and falls on it, but what is it? The true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Leadership is influence, and however you influence is inconsequential, as long as it's above board. But the question is, are you influencing? How are you influencing? Some people influence in poor ways, with carrot and sticks. That's poor. We're not talking about that. We're talking about being able to influence the team through positive means. Positive means such as having conversation and dialogue and building rapport. By example, when the team sees what you're doing, when the team sees your results, you're also leading by your human interactions and the value that you're adding to people in different ways. You can add value to the firm, but you also need to think about adding value to people. How is that? You can add value in different ways to people. You can add value in the way you communicate. You can add value in the way you 
document, you can add value in the way you analyze and the way you make decisions. So I encourage you, as you are thinking of these terms like leadership, try to make it have a pinpoint, precise, realistic idea. And this is what leadership is all about. It says, demonstrate and adapt leadership behaviors to support individual and team needs. See that? Demonstrate and adapt those behaviors because effective leadership promotes project success and contributes to positive project outcomes. This is gold for any project manager. If you want to succeed on your projects, you need to be an effective leader. Remember I said everything rises and falls on leadership. Your project success, your project failure in those instances, unfortunately, everything rises and falls on leadership. It says leadership is different from authority. Authority is command and control. But leadership is not that. Leadership is influence, and it's not illegitimate influence through methods such as coercion and carrot and sticks, even though some leaders make it that. It needs to be influenced through legitimate means as a leader. It says, effective leaders recognize differences in motivation among team members. Leaders demonstrate desired behavior, which is when I say legitimate, I'm talking about things that are above board in business. Leaders demonstrate desired behaviors in areas of honesty, integrity, and ethical conduct. So these are very important for you to remember to truly grasp the area of leadership. Let's go a step further and talk about the aspect of tailoring. Here, when we talk about tailoring, tailoring just means cutting the tools and techniques according to the project type, the project size. We don't want to get into tunnel vision thinking that everything needs to be 49 processes or everything needs to be agile. That is a misconception. It says here, design the project development approach based on the context of the project, its objectives, stakeholders, governance, and the environment using just enough process to achieve the desired outcome. You see the word just enough. We're not looking to use everything. We don't want to use too much. We want to use just enough, the bare minimum. There's something we say in the world of Agile, just barely good enough, just barely enough, and that needs to be your mindset. It says each project is unique. Each project has its own twist, its own bend, its own caveat, its own difference and slant from the stakeholder. We need to be mindful of that, that we don't throw the kitchen sink at the entire project. It says project success is based on adapting to the unique context of the project to determine the most appropriate methods of producing the desired outcome. You see that word again. The PMI is big on that word in 2023. Outcome, outcome, outcome. You want to remember that. Outcome is pivotal. It says, tailoring the approach is iterative and therefore a continuous process throughout the project. 
So you got to look at tailoring as something that lives throughout the project. Let's move on to our final one for this section. The final one for this section is quality. And it says, maintain a focus on quality that produces deliverables that meet project objectives and align to the needs, uses, and acceptance requirements set forth by relevant stakeholders. So let's digest this. A focus on quality, but what is quality? Quality is four things in my mind. Fitness for use, conformance to requirements, customer satisfaction, and a Kaizen mindset, which means continuous improvement. So when you boil it down, if you're doing those four things, the road to quality is likely to end well. Fitness for use, conformance to requirements, customer satisfaction, and Kaizen-mindedness. It says, project quality entails satisfying stakeholders' expectations and fulfilling project and product requirements. Quality focuses on meeting acceptance criteria for deliverables. Project quality entails ensuring project processes are appropriate and are as effective as possible. So we have team quality within the team, our level and our approach to the project in terms of success, in terms of conforming to those benchmarks and those standard operating procedures. Some projects have a very high level of conformance to the SOPs, the standard operating procedures, or the organizational process assets, if you will, and some projects don't. Those are poor quality in terms of the project management. So it's not just about the product. You've got to think about the process. Are we adhering to a high quality standard in terms of the processes of project management? Because if we have a bunch of standard operating procedures and no one's following those, then quality is not being met from that perspective. So keep these things in mind. So far, in the past couple of videos, we've talked about stewardship, team, stakeholders, value, systems thinking, leadership, tailoring, and quality. The next one, that's going to be the final. We're going to talk about complexity, risk, adaptability, and resilience, and change. I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. Welcome back to video three in a series of three. This is where we finalize our discussions about the PMP exam mindset. The mindset for the PMP exam is one that espouses the 12 principles of the PMI in the PMBOK guide seventh edition. So far we've covered eight of them and today we're covering the last four. Okay, so let's jump straight in to the next principle. The next principle is from the aspect of complexity. And as you see here on the screen, it simply reads, continually evaluate and navigate project complexity. Now let's think about what complexity is. When you say something is complex, there are two dimensions that you could think about. You can think about requirements uncertainty from a project management standpoint. When you have requirements that are rather uncertain, 
not well defined at all and you have a technical solution that is not very well understood or no technical solution you are getting into the realm of complexity because you know that something needs to be done but you don't have a firm handle on what needs to be done you know that there needs to be a technique a technical proposal for doing something but you don't have a firm idea about what that looks like you're in the realm of complexity and you need to break things down accordingly into increments to be able to tackle uncertainty much better we find uncertainty all around us case in point the crazy pandemic we just got through but you realize that the rollout of the medicine and the vaccines for COVID-19 was a series of experiments and that is an example of agility it doesn't have to be branded as scrum or kanban before it's agile so here on the screen it says complexity is the result of human behavior system interactions uncertainty and ambiguity complexity can emerge at any point during the project you might just wake up and realize everything you thought you knew is not valid and then it becomes complex it can happen just like that complexity can be introduced by events or conditions that affect value scope communication stakeholder risk and technological innovation project teams can stay vigilant in identifying elements of complexity and use a variety of methods to reduce the amount or impact of complexity so when you encounter a complex event or circumstance your best bet is to be agile break it down into iterations and deliver increments each iteration that enable you check and go back to a drawing board if things don't comply with expectations sometimes you don't even know what to expect so it really does need to be agile and that's how you tackle complexity let's move to the next one. The next one here is risk. What exactly is risk? Risk, as some of you have already read in the PMBOK guide and our book, a risk is an uncertain event that could impact your project positively or negatively. Here it says, continually evaluate exposure to risk both opportunities and threats now why did they make that statement because we have positive risks opportunities and negative risks that are threats and it says continually evaluate exposure to risk both opportunities and threats to maximize positive impacts and minimize negative impacts so what does your pmp radar tell you your pmp radar says alert project manager not only are you expected to understand how to tackle the negative risks, but you're also expected to know, be aware that there are positive risks and you should be going after those as well. It says, 
Individual and overall risks can impact projects. What does that mean? What is an individual risk? And what is an overall risk? An individual risk is one that can affect a task or section or segment of the project. An overall project risk is one that can impact the entire project, negatively or positively. It says, risks can be positive opportunities or negative threats. Risks are addressed continually throughout the project. They should be. So for those folks who may have risk documentation like risk registers and may not visit them as often, I encourage you to visit them often. An organization's risk attitude, appetite, and threshold influence how risk is addressed. Some organizations are not very risk management friendly. They say, oh, risk? Just have a document and move on. Why do we need to have all these meetings about what we don't even know will happen? Well, that's the whole idea. That's why you do it, because you don't know. It's uncertain. And you've got to firm up your chance of success, because those uncertain events could impact your project really badly or really awesomely. And if you're blowing past Opportunity Boulevard without doing a good job in positive risk, you're losing out. That's equity going down the drain. Your people are working a product, product or some other endeavor, and they're blowing straight past millions, maybe billions of dollars. Are you kidding? You need to be all up in risk from a positive angle as well as a negative angle. It says here, risk responses should be appropriate for the significance of the risk. So imagine a big, humongous risk, an opportunity just waiting for you to harvest it and you leave it lying on the table for another firm to come pick up? Seriously? No. You as a PMP need to be sensitive to the concept of positive risk. It says, risk responses should be appropriate, cost-effective, realistic, agreed to by relevant stakeholders, and owned by a responsible person. Let's move on to our next area, which is adaptability and resiliency. What is adaptability? The summary is it's being agile. So it reads here, build adaptability and resiliency into the organization's and project team's approach. What are we trying to say here? Adaptability means break it down to be agile, iterative increments, plan in iterations. Even if you feel, oh, we planned before, go over it with a fine-tooth comb and ask, does anything need to change in the plan? You know, the great Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. So where's your little plan now? When you're on the canvas struggling to get up, your plan can't help you. You've got to be innovative. But don't wait until that discovery is made. Hey, my plan can't work now. What am I going to do? No, no, no. Know that your plan may very well need to go out of the window at certain points. And this is how you build adaptability in. Adaptability is the ability to respond to changing conditions is what it says, right? You've got to build that adaptability into the team's approach to help the project accommodate change, to recover from setbacks, and advance the work of the project. So if you're thrown off in a sprint, you can recover in the next, right? 
if you're thrown off in one iteration, you can recover because you've broken it down. It's not just one stream of failure. It says resiliency is the ability to absorb impacts and to recover quickly from a setback or failure. A focus on outcomes rather than outputs facilitates adaptability. When we talk about outcomes, you've got to think about the overarching results, not the deliverable. The deliverable will only take you so far. It's like a system that you create, and the system's lying right there, and no one is using it. And there are benefits that people are not harvesting. That's no good. But if you think about an outcome, you will be more prone to chase those benefits. Use a benefits register, a benefits management plan. This is where PMI is trying to direct our thinking. Let's move on to the final one, which is one of my favorites, and it's the aspect of change. So two things that we've mentioned in the closing minutes of this study are agile-related. Do you see how important it is to think agile? In fact, if you look at all of these, these are very agile-oriented. See, in the world of agile, we do all of this stuff. We tailor. It's just that we usually tailor up. Right? We add more stuff as opposed to getting rid of stuff. We add practices. We add tools. We add additional things, levers that can help us. But in the world of traditional, we tailor down. But tailoring is tailoring, and you need to be in that tailoring mindset. All right, let's take a look at the final one here. It says change. Prepare those impacted for the adoption and sustainment of new and different behaviors and processes required for the transition from the current state to the intended future state created by the project outcome. So what are we saying here? If your organization is going through a sort of transition or change, you need to be focused on the people and you need to prepare the people. You need to have sense-making sessions and you need to put yourself in their shoes. It says, a structured approach to change helps individuals, groups, and the organization to move from their current state to a desired future state in an organization transition. So you see, this is not the change to documents or plans that we're talking about. That's smaller scale change. This is bigger, higher stakes change. And as a PMP, the mindset needs to be, my project could very well impact an entire firm entire business unit, an entire country, the world. You need to be thinking at a higher level and you need to be responsible to bring change in in a humane and mindful way. It says, change can originate from internal influences or external sources. Enabling change can be challenging as not all stakeholders embrace change. Attempting too much change in a short time can lead to change fatigue and or resistance. So what are we saying? There are going to be some stakeholders that are not able to gravitate towards the change because they are threatened, because they feel their objectives are at risk. And we need to understand that, hear them out, and work with them in bringing about that change. It says stakeholder engagement and motivational approaches assist in change Adoption. Did you hear that? Stakeholder engagement and motivational approaches help with change.
So, my friends, over the past number of minutes, we've been talking about every single one of these principles in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition. I hope you found these to be helpful and beneficial. If you have, I would appreciate you hitting the like button, share these videos with your friends who are taking the exam, maybe those who are certified or are project managers. Make sure you like and subscribe. Thank you very much. Remember, the mindset, it's all encapsulated here. Just read it. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash PMBOK principles. If you're getting ready for the exam and you need help, coaching, mentoring, training, you need to take a course, you can hit one of the links right there below and begin an online course with me on Udemy. Thank you very much. I look forward to helping you and assisting you even more. Bye for now.